be sure to follow Send Me to Sleep on your preferred podcast player so you never miss an episode and a good night's rest. Welcome to Send Me to Sleep, the place to find a good night's rest. My name's Andrew. I'm here to calm your mind and help you relax into a peaceful night's sleep. Tonight, I'll be reading the final chapters of TikTok of Oz by L. Frank Baum. In the last chapters, the curse of the shaggy man's brother was finally lifted. In the last chapters, the curse on the shaggy man's brother was finally lifted, and Ruggedo finally made amends. In these final chapters, Betsy, Hank, Shaggy and Ugly all make their way to the Emerald City. First, let's make sure we're nice and comfortable and ready to fall asleep. If you haven't already, find yourself a nice place to get cosy, be it in your bed, in a chair or elsewhere, and rest in whatever way you feel most comfortable. Sitting up, laying down, eyes open or eyes closed. We all fall asleep in our own time and in our own way. So as you're on your journey to sleep, all you'll need to do is follow the sound of my voice. And so let your eyes fall heavy and your breath soften as we settle in for a peaceful night's sleep. Chapter 24 Dorothy is Delighted Well, said Queen Anne, when all were again seated in Calico's royal cavern, I wonder what we shall do now. If I could find my way back to Oogaboo, I'd take my army home at once, for I'm sick and tired of these dreadful hardships. Don't you want to conquer the world? asked Betsy. No, I've changed my mind about that, admitted the Queen. The world is too big for one person to conquer, and I was happier with my own people in Oogaboo. I wish, oh how I earnestly wish, that I was back there this minute. So do I, yelled every officer in a fervent tone. Now, it is time for the reader to know that in the faraway land of Oz, the lovely ruler, Ozma, had been following the adventures of her shaggy man and TikTok and all the others they had met. Day by day, Ozma, with the wonderful Wizard of Oz seated beside her, had gazed upon a magic picture in a radium frame which occupied one side of the ruler's cosy boudoir in the palace of the Emerald City. 
The singular thing about this magic picture was that it showed whatever scene Ozma wished to see, with all the figures in motion, just as it was taking place. So Ozma and the wizard had watched every action of the adventurers, from the time Shaggy had met shipwrecked Betsy and Hank in the Rose Kingdom, at which time the Rose Princess, a distant cousin of Ozma, had been exiled by her heartless subjects. When Anne and her people so earnestly wished to return to Oogaboo, Ozma was sorry for them and remembered that Oogaboo was a corner of the land of Oz. She turned to her attendant and asked, Can not your magic take these unhappy people to their old home, wizard? It can, your highness, replied the little wizard. I think the poor queen has suffered enough in her misguided efforts to conquer the world, said Ozma, smiling at the absurdity of the undertaking. So no doubt she will hereafter be contented in her own little kingdom. Please send her there, wizard, and with her the officers and files. How about the rose princess? asked the wizard. Send her to Oogaboo with files, answered Ozma. They have become such good friends that I'm sure it would make them unhappy to separate. Very well, said the wizard, and without any fuss or mystery whatever, he performed a magical rite that was simple and effective. Therefore those seated in the Gnome King's cavern were both startled and amazed when all the people of Oogaboo suddenly disappeared from the room, and with them the Rose Princess. At first they could not understand it all, but presently Shaggy suspected the truth, and believing that Ozma was now taking an interest in the party, he drew from his pocket a tiny instrument which he placed against his ear. Ozma Observing this action in her magic picture, at once caught up a similar instrument from a table beside her and held it to her own ear. The two instruments recorded the same delicate vibrations of sound and formed a wireless telephone, an invention of the wizard. Those separated by any distance were thus enabled to converse together with perfect ease and without any wire connection. Do you hear me, shaggy man? asked Ozma. Yes, your highness, he replied. I have sent the people of Oogaboo back to their own little valley, announced the ruler of Oz. So do not worry over their disappearance. That was very kind of you, said Shaggy, but your highness must permit me to report that my own mission here is now ended. I have found my lost brother, and he is now beside me, freed from the enchantment of ugliness which Regedo cast upon him. Tick-Tock has served me and my comrades faithfully, as you required him to do and I hope you will now transport the clockwork man back to your fairyland of Oz. 
I will do that, replied Ozma. But how about yourself, Shaggy? I have been very happy in Oz, he said. But my duty to others forces me to exile myself from that delightful land. I must take care of my newfound brother, for one thing, and I have a new comrade in a dear little girl named Betsy Bobbin, who has no home to go to, and no other friends but me and a small donkey named Hank. I have promised Betsy never to desert her as long as she needs a friend, and so I must give up the delights of the land of Oz forever. He said this with a sigh of regret, and Ozma made no reply, but laid the tiny instrument on her table, thus cutting off all further communication with the shaggy man. But the lovely ruler of Oz still watched her magic picture with a thoughtful expression upon her face, and the little wizard of Oz watched Ozma and smiled softly to himself. In the cavern of the Gnome King, Shaggy replaced the wireless telephone in his pocket and turning to Betsy, said in as cheerful a voice as he could muster, Well, little comrade, what shall we do next? I don't know, I'm sure, she answered with a puzzled face. I'm kind of sorry our adventures are over, for I enjoyed them, and now that Queen Anne and her people are gone, and Polychrome is gone, and dear me, where's TikTok, Shaggy? He also has disappeared, said Shaggy, looking around the cavern and nodding wisely. But this time, he is in Ozma's palace in the land of Oz, which is his home. Isn't it your home too? asked Betsy. It used to be, my dear, but now my home is wherever you and my brother are. We are wanderers, you know. But if we stick together, I'm sure we shall have a good time. Then, said the girl, let us get out of this stuffy underground cavern and go in search of new adventures. I'm sure it has stopped raining. I'm ready said Shaggy, and then they bade goodbye to King Calico and thanked him for his assistance and went out to the mouth of the passage. The sky was now clear and a brilliant blue in colour. The sun shone brightly and even this rugged, rocky country seemed delightful after their confinement underground. There were but four of them now, Betsy and Hank, and Shaggy and his brother, and the little party made their way down the mountain and followed a faint path that led towards the southwest. During this time, Ozma had been holding a conference with the wizard, and later with TikTok, whom the magic of the wizard had quickly transported to Ozma's palace. TikTok had only words of praise for Betsy Bobbin. Who, he said, is almost as nice as Dorothy herself. Let us send for Dorothy, said Ozma, and summoning her favourite maid, 
who was named Jellia Jam. She asked her to request Princess Dorothy to attend her at once. So a few moments later, Dorothy entered Ozma's room and greeted her and the wizard and TikTok with the same gentle smile and simple manner that had won for her the little girl the love of everyone she met. Did you want to see me, Ozma? She asked. Yes, dear. I am puzzled how to act, and I want your advice. I don't believe it's worth much, replied Dorothy, but I'll do the best I can. What is it all about, Ozma? You all know, said the girl ruler, addressing her three friends, what a serious thing it is to admit any mortals into this fairy land of Oz. It is true I have invited several mortals to make their home here, and all of them have proved true and loyal subjects. Indeed, no one of you three was a native of Oz. Dorothy and the wizard came here from the United States, and TikTok came here from the land of Ev. But of course, he is not a mortal. Shaggy is another American, and he is the cause of all my worry, for our dear Shaggy will not return here and desert the new friends he has found in his recent adventures, because he believes they need his services. Shaggy Man was always kind-hearted, remarked Dorothy. But who are these new friends he has found? One is his brother, who for many years has been a prisoner of the Gnome King, our old enemy Ruggedo. This brother seems a kindly, honest fellow, but he has done nothing to entitle him to a home in the land of Oz. Who else? asked Dorothy. I have told you about Betsy Bobbin, the little girl who was shipwrecked, in much the same way you once were and has since been following the Shaggy Man in his search for his lost brother. You remember her, do you not? Oh yes, exclaimed Dorothy. I've often watched her and Hank in the magic picture. She's a dear little girl, and old Hank is a darling. Where are they now? Look and see, replied Ozma, with a smile at her friend's enthusiasm. Dorothy turned to the picture, which showed Betsy and Hank, with Shaggy and his brother, trudging along the rocky paths of a barren country. Seems to me, she said, musingly, that they're a good way from any place to sleep, or any nice things to eat. You are right, said TikTok. I have been in that country, and it is a wilderness. It is the country of the gnomes, explained the wizard, who are so mischievous that no one cares to be near them. I'm afraid Shaggy and his friends will endure many hardships before they get out of that rocky place, unless... He turned to Ozma and smiled. Unless I ask you to transport them all here, she asked. Yes, your highness. Could your magic do that? inquired Dorothy. I think so, said the wizard, 
Well, said Dorothy, as far as Betsy and Hank are concerned, I'd like to have them here in Oz. It would be such fun to have a girl playmate of my own age, you see. And Hank is such a dear little mule. Ozma laughed at the wistful expression in the girl's eyes, and then she drew Dorothy to her and kissed her. Am I not your friend and playmate? she asked. Dorothy flushed. You know how dearly I love you, Ozma, she cried. But you're so busy ruling all this land of Oz that we can't always be together. I know, dear. My first duty is to my subjects, and I think it would be a delight to us all to have Betsy with us. There's a pretty suite of rooms just opposite your own where she can live, and I'll build a golden stool for Hank in the stable where the sawhorses live. Then we'll introduce the mule to the cowardly lion and the hungry tiger, and I'm sure they will soon become firm friends. But I cannot very well admit Betsy and Hank into Oz unless I also admit Shaggy's brother. And unless you admit Shaggy's brother, you will keep out poor Shaggy, whom we are all very fond of, said the wizard. Well, why not admit him? demanded Tick-Tock. The land of Oz is not a refuge for all mortals in distress, explained Ozma. I do not wish to be unkind to Shaggy Man, but his brother has no claim on me. The land of Oz isn't crowded, suggested Dorothy. Then you advise me to admit Shaggy's brother, inquired Ozma. Well, we can't afford to lose our Shaggy Man, can we? No, indeed, returned Ozma. What do you say, wizard? I'm getting my magic ready to transport them all. And you, Tick-Tock? Shaggy's brother is a good fellow, and we can't spare Shaggy. So then, the question is settled, decided Ozma. Perform your magic, wizard. He did so, placing a silver plate upon a small standard and pouring upon the plate a small quantity of pink powder, which was contained in a crystal vial. Then he muttered a rather difficult incantation, which the sorceress Glinda the Good had taught him, and it all ended in a puff of perfume smoke from the silver plate. This smoke was so pungent that it made both Ozma and Dorothy rub their eyes for a moment. You must pardon these disagreeable fumes, said the wizard. I assure you the smoke is a very necessary part of my wizardry. Look, cried Dorothy, pointing to the magic picture. They're gone. All of them are gone. Indeed, the picture now showed the same rocky landscape as before, but the three people and the mule had disappeared from it. They are gone, said the wizard, polishing the silver plate and wrapping it in a fine cloth, because they are here, 
At that moment, Jellia Jam entered the room. Your Highness, she said to Ozma, the shaggy man and another man are in the waiting room and ask to pay their respects to you. Shaggy is crying like a baby, but he says they are tears of joy. Send them here at once, Jellia, commanded Ozma. Also, continued the maid, a girl and a small-sized mule have mysteriously arrived, but they don't seem to know where they are or how they came here. Shall I send them here too? Oh no, exclaimed Dorothy, eagerly jumping up from her chair. I'll go to meet Betsy myself, for she'll feel awful strange in this big palace. And she ran down the stairs, two at a time, to greet her new friend, Betsy Bobbin. Chapter 25 The Land of Love Well, is he haw all you're able to say? inquired the sawhorse as he examined Hank with his knot eyes and slowly wagged the branch that served him for a tail. They were in a beautiful stable in the rear of Ozma's palace, where the wooden sawhorse, very much alive, lived in a gold-panelled stool, and where there were rooms for the cowardly lion and the hungry tiger, which were filled with soft cushions for them to lie upon and golden troughs for them to eat from. Beside the stool of the sawhorse had been placed another for Hank, the mule. This was not quite so beautiful as the other, for the sawhorse was Ozma's favourite steed, but Hank had a supply of cushions for a bed, which the sawhorse did not need because he never slept, and all this luxury was so strange to the little mule that he could only stand still and regard his surroundings and his queer companions with wonder and amazement. The cowardly lion, looking very dignified, was stretched out upon the marble floor of the stable, eyeing Hank with a calm and critical gaze, while nearby crouched the huge hungry tiger, who seemed equally interested in the new animal that had just arrived. The sawhorse, standing stiffly before Hank, repeated his question. Is he or all you're able to say? Hank moved his ears in an embarrassed manner. I have never said anything else until now, he replied, and then he began to tremble with fright to hear himself talk. I can well understand that, remarked the lion, wagging his great head with a swaying motion. Strange things happen in this land of Oz, as they do everywhere else. I believe you came here from the cold, civilized, outside world, did you not? I did, replied Hank. One minute I was outside of Oz, and the next minute I was inside. That was enough to give me a nervous shock, as you may guess but to find myself able to talk, as Betsy does, is a marvel that staggers me. 
this is because you are in the land of Oz, said the sawhorse. All animals talk in this favoured country, and you must admit it is more sociable than to bray your dreadful hee-haw, which nobody can understand. Mules understand it very well, declared Hank. Oh, indeed. Then there must be other mules in your outside world, said the tiger, yawning sleepily. There are a great many in America, said Hank. Are you the only tiger in Oz? No, acknowledged the tiger. I have many relatives living in the jungle country, but I am the only tiger living in the Emerald City. There are other lions too, said the sawhorse, but I am the only horse of any description in this favoured land. That is why this land is favoured, said the tiger. You must understand, friend Hank, that the sawhorse puts on airs because he is shod with plates of gold, and because our beloved ruler, Osmoravoz, likes to ride upon his back. Betsy rides upon my back, declared Hank proudly. Who is Betsy? The dearest, sweetest girl in all the world. The sawhorse gave an angry snort and stamped his golden feet. The tiger crouched and growled. Slowly the great lion rose to his feet, his mane bristling. Friend Hank, said he, either you are mistaken in judgment or you are willfully trying to deceive us. The dearest, sweetest girl in the world is our Dorothy and I will fight anyone, animal or human, who dares to deny it. So will I, snarled the tiger, showing two rows of enormous white teeth. You are all wrong, asserted the sawhorse in a voice of scorn. No girl living can compare with my mistress, Ozma of Oz. Hank slowly turned around until his heels were towards the others. Then he said stubbornly, I am not mistaken in my statement, nor will I admit that there can be a sweeter girl alive than Betsy Bobbin. If you want to fight, come on, I'm ready for you. While they hesitated, eyeing Hank's heels doubtfully, a merry peal of laughter startled the animals, and turning their heads, they beheld three lovely girls standing just within the richly carved entrance to the stable. In the centre was Ozma. Her arms encircled the waists of Dorothy and Betsy, who stood on either side of her. Ozma was nearly half a head taller than the two other girls, who were almost of one size. Unobserved, they had listened to the talk of the animals, which was a very strange experience indeed to little Betsy Bobbin. You foolish beasts, exclaimed the ruler of Oz, in a gentle but chiding tone of voice. Why should you fight to defend us, who are all three loving friends and in no sense rivals? Answer me, she continued. 
they bowed their heads sheepishly. I have the right to express my opinion, your highness, pleaded the lion. And so have the others, replied Ozma. I am glad you and the hungry tiger love Dorothy best, for she was your first friend and companion. Also I am pleased that my sawhorse loves me best, for together we have endured both joy and sorrow. Hank has proved his faith and loyalty by defending his own little mistress, and so you are all right in one way, but wrong in another. Our land of Oz is a land of love, and here friendship outranks every other quality. Unless you can all be friends, you cannot retain our love. They accepted this rebuke very meekly. All right, said the sawhorse, quite cheerfully. Shake hooves, friend mule. Hank touched his hoof to that of the wooden horse. Let us be friends and rub noses, said the tiger. So Hank modestly rubbed noses with the big beast. The lion merely nodded and said, as he crouched before the mule, Any friend of a friend of our beloved ruler is a friend of the cowardly lion. That seems to cover your case. If ever you need help or advice, friend Hank, call on me. Why, this is as it should be, said Ozma, highly pleased to see them so fully reconciled. Then she turned to her companions. Come, my dears, let us resume our walk. As they turned away, Betsy said, wonderingly, Do all the animals in Oz talk as we do? Almost all, answered Dorothy. There's a yellow hen here, and she can talk, and so can her chickens. And there's a pink kitten upstairs in my room who talks very nicely. But I have a little fuzzy black dog named Toto, who has been with me in Oz a long time. And he's never said a single word but bow wow. Do you know why? asked Ozma. Why? He's a Kansas dog, so I suppose he's different from these fairy animals, replied Dorothy. Hank isn't a fairy animal, any more than Toto, said Ozma. Yet as soon as he came under the spell of our fairyland, he found he could talk. It was the same with Belina, the yellow hen, whom you brought here at one time. The same spell has affected Toto. I assure you, but he's a wise little dog, and while he knows everything that is said to him, he prefers not to talk. Goodness me, exclaimed Dorothy, I never expected Toto was fooling me all this time. Then she drew a small silver whistle from her pocket and blew a shrill note upon it. A moment later, There was a sound of scurrying footsteps, and a shaggy black dog came running up the path. Dorothy knelt down before him, and shaking her finger just above his nose, she said, Toto, 
Haven't I always been good to you? Toto looked up at her with his bright black eyes and wagged his tail. Bow wow, he said, and Betsy knew at once that meant yes, as well as Dorothy and Ozma knew it, for there was no mistaking the tone of Toto's voice. That's a dog's answer, said Dorothy. How would you like it, Toto, if I said nothing to you but bow wow? Toto's tail was wagging furiously now, but otherwise he was silent. Really, Dorothy, said Betsy, he can talk with his bark and his tail just as well as we can. Don't you understand such dog language? Of course I do, replied Dorothy, but Toto's got to be more sociable. See here, sir, she continued, addressing the dog. I've just learned, for the first time, that you can say words if you want to. Don't you want to, Toto? Woof, said Toto, and that meant no. Not just one word, Toto, to prove you're as good as any other animal in Oz. Woof. Just one word, Toto, and then you may run away. He looked at her steadily a moment. All right, here I go, he said, and darted away as swift as an arrow. Dorothy clapped her hands in delight, while Betsy and Ozma both laughed heartily at her pleasure and the success of her experiment. Arm in arm, they sauntered away through the beautiful gardens of the palace, where magnificent flowers bloomed in abundance and fountains shot their silvery sprays far into the air. And by and by, as they turned a corner, they came upon Shaggy Man and his brother, who were seated together upon a golden bench. The two arose to bow respectfully as the ruler of Oz approached them. How are you enjoying our land of Oz? Ozma asked the stranger. I am very happy here, your highness, replied Shaggy's brother. Also, I am very grateful to you for permitting me to live in this delightful place. You must thank Shaggy for that, said Ozma. Being his brother, I have made you welcome here. When you know brother better, said Shaggy earnestly, You will be glad he has become one of your loyal subjects. I am just getting acquainted with him myself, and I find much in his character to admire. Leaving the brothers, Ozma and the little girls continued their walk. Presently, Betsy exclaimed, Shaggy's brother can't ever be as happy in Oz as I am. Do you know, Dorothy? I didn't believe any girl could ever have such a good time anywhere as I'm having now. I know, answered Dorothy. I felt that way myself, lots of times. I wish, continued Betsy, dreamily, that every little girl in the world could live in the land of Oz, and every little boy too, 
Osma laughed at this. It is quite fortunate for us, Betsy, that your wish cannot be granted, she said, for all that army of girls and boys would crowd us so that we would have to move away. Yes, agreed Betsy, after a little thought. I guess that's true.'